Only God can judge me. That right? Only God, baby. Nobody else. Nobody else. All you other people, I'm gonna get out of my business. Perhaps I was blind to the facts. Stabbed in the back, I couldn't trust my own homies. The bucks, dirty facts. Will I succeed? Paranoid from the weed. And hocus pocus, try to focus, but I can't see. And in my mind, I'm a blind man doing time. Look to my future, cause my past is all behind me. Is it a crime to fight for what is mine? Everybody's done. Tell me what's the use in trying. I've been trapped since birth. Cautious, cause I'm cursed. And fantasies of my family in the hurts. And they say it's the white man I should fear. But it's my own kind doing all the killing here. I can't lie, ain't no love for the other side. Jealousy inside, make them wish I died. Oh my lord, tell me what I'm living for. Everybody's dropping, got me knocking on heaven's door And all my memories of seeing brothers bleed And everybody grieves, but still nobody sees Recollect your thoughts, don't get caught up in the mix Cause the media's full of dirty tricks Only God can judge me What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Christians of the Millennia. And uh, today, we are going to be going over anxiety. Mm. Um, you know what we're anxious about, um, how we get through anxiety, um, other mechanisms that we've used before that did not work. Um, Maybe talking about general, the masses, what most people are anxious about, and uh, just along those lines. So, you know, thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you for staying loyal to our uh, our 40 or 50 that listen to this thing right away. <laughs> we really, really mess with y'all tough the long way. Heavy. And um, <laughs> we appreciate you guys. God is blessing you, whether you know it or not. Yes. Uh, continue to devote time to him and your mind and your heart and your soul and uh, you seek him you will find him so welcome back and uh, without further ado we're gonna go ahead and get started (laughs) (laughs) Um, man dear heavenly father thank you for today Um, thank you for these two men right beside me lord um I pray uh, just a special blessing over them, Lord, that you uh, you touch their mouths, Lord, and you touch their minds to, to speak what you have put on their hearts, Lord, um, so they can touch uh, individually those who are listening, Father. Um, each one of them have something to say uh, for those who are, who are listening, Lord, so I, I pray, Lord, that um, it just comes out of them naturally, Lord, that, uh, that the listeners know that this isn't us, it, it, this is all you, Father, reaching out to them, and... Uh, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so I guess the the most direct way to start it off is what are you guys currently most anxious about? Hmm. Um, or when anxiety attacks for you guys, and obviously I'll answer this too, um, what is that anxiety usually about? You know, we all have, I think, the same anxieties as far as like, you know, financials and love and purpose and 
career longevity and you know all these things i think we all kind of have those things in common however for you maybe finance is a little bit more on the top of that list or you know maybe purpose is on the top of that list or you know so you know i guess if you were to think of just one thing that definitely sticks out the most when anxiety approaches what would that thing be or maybe a couple maybe it's two or three anxiety attacks uh for me i don't think it's often i've actually only experienced it heavily one time Mm -hmm. and that was when um rent was due um but rent has been due you know for me for the past i don't know how long um (laughs) since i went to college i guess yeah um and it was it was one time I just remember specifically like my heart just started racing really fast and I, I wasn't really thinking about anything mm. like I was listening to music in the car I was driving I just got groceries or something and I knew rent was coming like in three or four days or something like that mm-hmm. and, and it just boom just hit me out of nowhere and I was like what the heck is this why am I stressed for no reason in the back of my head mm-hmm. I was thinking about rent but at the moment yeah. I just didn't understand why I was going through what I was going through yeah. and I really felt God speak to me like I'm allowing you to experience this because you don't have enough grace for those who do experience this hmm. and, and I was just like oh this is anxiety Yeah. Um, hmm. wow I, I I didn't know. Like, I, I always kind of felt like, Lord, you know, so far you've always taken care of me financially. Um, so far you've always provided. Um, rent was always paid for, no matter how, where it came from, it, it, it got paid for. And I was just, in that very moment, I, I really felt like you know, he, he was teaching me a lesson there. But as far as now, what anxiety, when anxiety strikes, I think it, it comes from wanting to be able to speak properly on... Um, as a good representative of Jesus Christ. And so I, I don't want to mess up when I'm talking. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes that'll that'll pull me back and not, and I won't say what I want, mm. or not what I want, what I feel like God is telling me to say. Or you won't like talk through the walk. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I won't I won't say everything. And um, he's, he's working on that in me right now, for sure. For me, you know, I've never really had like like an anxiety attack. Anxiety attack. Yeah. Right. But for me, it's tomorrow. So the yeah. future. Right. You know, um, and it's hard for me to fall into that temptation because you know God says, "Don't worry about your tomorrows. Worry about the now." Yeah. You know, and my thing is, you know, living in Silicon Valley, living in San Jose, having a family, having wanting a future family, and things like that. Right. Yeah. I know 100% know and have. 100% confidence that I know I'm going to do great things. I know that God has instilled in me things that's going to make me successful, mm-hmm. right? He's already doing it now. Right. But it's like, God, when and how? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, it's like I see the roadmap. I see the blueprint, but it's like, how do I get to it? Yeah. Right? And that's something I need to get better at is just stick to the process, you know, just really just ride it out, you know, continue praying, continue obviously asking for wisdom to know what doors to go to but not worrying about it so much because mm-hmm. at the end of the day you know one I don't know how much longer we have how much longer I have yeah you know what's gonna happen in the next few hours so it's just worrying about what I have right now in front of me and what I have in front of me I need to execute every single bit of it yeah. um, so every single time every all the time that I have I need to be very strategic in executing it well because I don't know how much I'm going to have. But with that time, I know that I'm preparing for the great things to come. Yeah. You know, but not 
I don't want to say not expecting it, but I don't know. It's just, it's hard to describe. Just being in the moment. Yeah. You know, not um living in the future so much. That's good. Um, I think for me, uh, like you were kind of saying, Jamal, like you know, God has always provided for sure, and um, I think. Well, so what I get anxiety over most is definitely um, production, definitely production, Um, you know, trying to like build my own businesses, trying to resist uh, going back into uh, a nine to five um, and just trying to, I don't know that it's necessarily even financial freedom that I'm striving for, but I'm definitely looking for another, a newer level of like stability um, for sure, when it comes to finances, like at first I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make six figures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm just like, man, I'd be happy if I could generate 50k with my business. You know what I'm saying? Or even, like, even generate what I made off my last job, which was like 35, 38k. That alone would already be like something substantial. And so, but um, in kind of retrospect, I think all of the times where. Um, I've been anxious um, all the times that have felt like anxiety attacks um, for me, uh, which have been far and few, but mm. I, I definitely get stressed out a lot. Um, and sometimes that can be like anxiety, sometimes not. But I think what it's what I've realized a lot more actually and even just listening to your guys' answers was that I have actually created a lot of my own anxiety mm. um, and uh, it's it's in Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs nineteen twenty one that says um, procrastination ends with forced labor. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's been plenty of things, whether it's been an old job, whether it's been school, whether it's been my health, whether it's been my business. I have always been a procrastinator, and uh, that's put me in four situations where you have to execute or there's nothing, you know what I'm saying? And um, usually I've been able to prevail in those circumstances. So there's still like a degree of faith of like, damn, even though I'm screwing this up, I know all it takes is one turn, one stone to be turned and, you know, the rest will shift. Um, But, um, yeah, I'm realizing like, wow, like I actually have created a lot of my anxiety. It's not anything that... um, you know, it's not from the father, right? Like it's not anything yeah. that he has put into us. Um, and, uh, different, you know, temptations that I've called the answered the call to and, uh, things like that. You know, even when we go back into the weed episode, which I'm sure will come up a few times in this episode, um, you know, using other things to, to continue to procrastinate, um, you know, and then when it comes time for you to finally face those things, it's like you've created this mountain, um, that now stands in front of you and uh yeah so i would say it's definitely over finances for sure um i feel like to touch on that what you just said mm-hmm. um you created this mountain in front of you mm-hmm. i think a lot of the times god allows us to walk into messes that we can't get ourselves out of yeah um uh, and chase says it a lot um faith is movement um it, what we do on earth activates heaven and allows heaven to come come into earth and move in miraculous ways and then things like that and right. I, and I understand that the people of God are the movement of God um, but one verse that i've been I've been really standing on it and trying to uh, really just apply it to my life is when Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt 
and they got to the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army was like on their tail and they were freaking out. And in the same situation, they're like, how the heck did we get ourselves in this situation? Mm. How the heck did we just get, now there's this mountain, like how are we gonna get through this? Mm. And, and I think God allows us to get to those points so mm. he can show off. Yeah, um, The verses stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Mm. Uh, I think that right there creates so much peace throughout the the moments of stress and anxiety where we're feeling like, ah, why did I do this? Why did I get myself in this situation? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And, and he's just gonna he's just gonna come through if you trust that he's gonna lead you out of that anxiety. You cast your anxiety on him and see what he does with it. He's gonna get his glory no matter what. No matter what. Um, and so I even so I guess, you know, to address, you know, what is anxiety from the root of it um, and it's basically worrying about something that has not happened. Um, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, um, you are spending time worrying, worrying about something that has not happened yet. It's uh, Chase in service was like, it's like the, the sun is in the sky and you're worried about a storm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not, hmm. The storm's not even like on. <laughs> on top of you and the sun is in the sky, but you're worried about the storm. Right. Um, have a little bit longer of a chapter that I want to read. It's actually it's not even a chapter. It's just a couple verses from uh, Deuteronomy 28, which uh, Deuteronomy, if you guys don't know, the majority of the book is about the blessings of obedience and the curses of disobedience. Um, so let me pull that up real quick. What did you say, Deuteronomy 28? Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to start actually at verse 64. Uh, Deuteronomy 28 verse 64 So then the Lord will scatter you among all nations From one end of the earth to the other There you will worship other gods Gods of wood and stone Which neither you nor your ancestors have known Among those nations And so honestly guys The reason I'm reading this is Because it's about to explain a lot of things And a lot of feelings that I think People with anxiety feel So among those nations You will find no repose No resting place for the sole of your foot Therefore, the Lord will give you an anxious mind, eyes weary with longing, and a despairing heart. You will live in constant suspense, filled with dread both day and night, never sure of your life. In the morning, you will say, if only it were evening, and in the evening, if only it were morning, because of the terror that will fill your heart and the sights that your eyes will see. The Lord will send you back in ships to Egypt on a journey I said you would never make again. Therefore, you will offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. Um, man, um, I don't, so much that. you know, saying so much in that. And obviously we can unpack that line for line for line for line. But uh, I, I love the um, in the evening, you'll wish it was day. And in the yeah. day, you'll wish it was evening. And, you know, when I go back to procrastination, um, now that I have my own business, my business lives or dies by my own aggression. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm on top of it, my business will see progression. If I'm procrastinating and not doing anything, um, then it's going to die. But I think the beauty of when I look at my business, I see my business as me and I see me as, um, as kind of the spirit, you know what I'm saying? Working on that. So, um, if you procrastinate your walk with the Lord, you will see, the way that you change right. if, if you are aggressive in your walk with the Lord He'll want to reveal himself to you that much sooner And that much more often 
Um, and so I can think of time specifically. And I think in the prayer episode, I touched on this a little bit. Um, there's been countless times, even up to even like this week to where like, it'll be daytime. And it's like, okay, I got to work on this. I got to work on this and I got to work on this. And I just like, well, don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, and I just dread doing it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, no. And so I'll fill up my time and become busy and push those things and say, okay, well, you know what? I didn't have time during the day. So now I'm going to work on them tonight. And then it's nighttime and it's like, well, I don't really want to do it now. You know what I'm saying? So I'll do it tomorrow when I get a fresh day and repeat that cycle over and over and over and over and over. And so I, obviously we all are working on different things in our lives, but I definitely related with the wishing it was night and then wishing it was day. Um, but he said, you'll never find a place to rest the sole of your foot. Um, you will constantly be in terror and have an anxious mind and have long weary eyes and um i think there's i think there's a lot of people listening that might that might be resonating with that and um you know the question is how do you how do you deal with it um and how do you respond how do you cope how do you actually even push through that and continue to be productive or continue to be positive even when you have an anxious moment like that. I think I have a verse for that, for your foot. Yeah. For, um, say it again. Um, you will never find, among those nations, because he's going to spread you out amongst different nations, uh, he said amongst those nations you will never find a place to rest the sole of your foot. Mm. And this one, this verse in Psalm 727, uh, two references both the morning and the night and anxious uh, resting. Um, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. I think what you were just talking about of just not your foot you're doing so many things that just give you anxiety. Um, you're not allowing yourself to rest in, in the fact of, I think, what God wants you to do. I think sometimes when I'm reading my Bible, I get anxious on reading the chapter that, mm-hmm. and, that I feel like I'm supposed to be reading. And then he's like, no, this is not where I want you. I want you to go to Proverbs. Yeah. And, and you're kind of being religious and just like, oh, well, I'm just going to read a chapter for today. Right. I'm just getting into what I normally do. Mm. And he's like, no, I want you to go over here. And I think for you, Rudy, sometimes you have so much that you want to do. Yeah. And I think on the days that you're walking, it should be more of like, all right, Lord, what's the first task you want me to do today? Right. Not necessarily that I need to build my business every single day. Correct. Or I need to build COTM every single day. No, it's or for the people who are listening. Oh, well, I need to do such and such every single day because this is just what my life is telling me that I need to do. Or what does God want you to do every single day? Yeah. And that's going to give you like... The Lord says you, you're supposed to have joy every yeah. single day. So like if I'm doing something and I don't have joy doing it, it's not that life's always going to be easy but i'm like all right lord so if i don't have joy in this why am i doing it yeah literally why am i doing this if i don't have joy or if i don't have peace in doing this like mm-hmm. i should be excited with my life you give me a, a life as a gift yeah so i should be joining in in that joy you know what i'm saying yeah so with that i think we we create our own anxiety and we get anxiety when we're doing things we're not called to do mm-hmm. mm. 
we're when we're doing something weird. Yeah. yeah. Or not, I don't know if not called to, but we're just not we're not supposed to be doing it at that moment. Right. I right. think that's where anxiety creeps in as well. Yeah, I mean, even to take that into like detail, yeah, he has kind of provided some opportunities, even like with my business, not anything that's like been grand or like easy or anything like that. Yeah. But even when it comes to like COTM, like he provided, he's just continually providing to where it's like effortless. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We're meeting people left and right, we're meeting people that can help our team, uh, we're getting more and more listens. Um, with less and less marketing, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even from the context of like, I've, I started to listen to some of our older episodes today and I was just like, Oh my God, the fact that people are even still listening, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The fact that people are even still listening to our episodes right now is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, because we did so terribly, you know, yeah. and it was just like, <laughs> and it was like the quality was bad. The organization was bad. Um, you know, saying just right. so many things and, um, I don't even have to put in really work and this just keeps happening. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It just keeps happening. So, um, you know, even when we go back, if you go back and listen to our, some, some of our older episodes, um, when I was leaving my last job at Verizon, one of the biggest things that I had been asking God for was a conducive situation to my success. And, um, you know, I've been trying to build a social media marketing agency and one of the ways I've been doing that is by COTM is by my personal page and trying to use those towards my portfolio and um, you know when I keep meeting other people that are have nothing to do with COTM but they're business uh, people or entrepreneurs or whatever you know the relationship doesn't last or it's just like a one-and-done conversation or you know the energy and the vibe is a little different, a little off, and you know, so just little things um, that just haven't worked out. However, technically, to build that, I'm using the same exact skill set that I'm using to build COTM. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that, like you were saying, it's not necessarily that uh, it's not the calling, but it's like there's some, I need you to work on something first before I can give you that. Um, you know, even from the, the purpose of a portfolio is to show the work that you've done. And I tried to build a marketing agency without having any marketing experience, um, but leveraging our innate ability to use social media as millennials. Um, you know, you have older people that just don't want to use it. They don't want to learn. They don't want to execute none of that. So I already have a foot up on those people. Um, but you know, even then, I probably have even less experience when it came to walking with God, let alone talking on it and leading other people in it. Um, but he established the authority, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So he's just like, nah, like you're good. Yeah. I'm providing, I'm providing, just keep talking, keep walking, keep going. Yeah. It's all right. Be wrong if you need to just keep going. Don't give up. Here we are. So yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, but Unlike some of our older episodes, I do kind of want to go a little bit more to scripture because I think, um, you know, I think we do a good job of talking and relating from personal experience um, and that we probably do relate with a decent amount of people that are listening in one way or another. But, you know, when it comes to God, when it comes to even this podcast, like it's valuable to listen to us and take concepts 
but it's that much more valuable to apply and, you know, to try and to try to do this on your own and um, try to figure out what you need, what your God-given ability is, what language God gave you to decipher his word through, you know, so on and so forth. And I don't think you can really do that until you do your homework. We are called to be like Jesus. Um, So we're not called to worry like Jesus, you know, saying he was worrying so much he was perspiring blood. Um, We weren't called to worry and to carry the burdens that he's carried. We're called to be like him uh, in the sense of literally just being. Um, And, you know, like you were saying, we, we definitely get caught up in the action and doing a lot more than we get caught up in the being. And what I've noticed with anxiety is... Uh, and we'll get into this a little bit more is, you know, in dealing with anxiety is like, man, once you get back to the Prince of Peace, once you get back to him and you realize, you know what, it's going to work out. All things work together for the good of man. So yeah. it might not feel great right now. It might not look great right now, but I know that in turn, eventually it will be great. Um, so being joyous for that anxious moment, right, is like so contrary to what we might think. Um, but once you find the peace in him, you're able to just relax and let it all go so what happened in that prayer episode that i said that i mentioned on uh very briefly was i had a crazy anxiety attack and i was just sitting in my room in like the middle of the day wasn't even like doing anything and i just felt the stresses of all the things that i had been putting off Mm. and uh it was when my prayer was developing and i just kind of sat in my chair and i said lord take every ounce of anxiety out of my body Mm. and instantly it happened like instantly it happened Um, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like being able to do that once and then being able to repeat that and, uh, you know, anxiety attacks. I don't want to say anxiety attacks because I think people have a way higher degree of anxiety attacks than I do. Um, I definitely get overwhelmed and stressed out, but, um, when anxiety does creep up, it feels immense. You know what I'm saying? It feels like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like an immense amount of pressure, overwhelming your body, your emotions, your blood, everything starts to boil. Um, And it's just amazing that you can go from still to that. But let me remind you that just as quickly you can go from that to still. Um, But let me throw some some scriptures up in this piece. Go ahead. You can start it. Yeah. Yeah. Philippians 4, 6, 7, this one's super big. I mean, it's like, it's so descriptive to um, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, what you were saying. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm just wondering what's, how many, you know, what's the percentage of us that when that stuff happens, when we get anxious and everything, we take it amongst ourselves mm-hmm. before sitting down and praying. Right. I know when I do that, it's like all hell breaks loose because I can't handle it. Right. I don't have the lap to yeah. carry all that. I don't have the lap to hold all that, but God does. I was going to say that might actually even be where anxiety even comes from in general is literally us trying to take that responsibility exactly. on. Exactly. And seeing it at a different point, like you did seeing it as, okay, let me sit back. I recognize it, but let me give it to God. Yeah. Or even looking at it as, God, thank you for this experience. Yeah. Now let me give it to you so you can receive the glory. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the experience. That is, um, 
that's a, a mindset state that Chase was just talking about of having a kingdom mindset and, and when you have that kingdom mindset that just it just responds to uh, the calling of God that he has on your life of just there is absolutely nothing that you are going to go through that God hasn't already signed off on mm-hmm. um, he talked about how the uh, how Satan went before God um, and asked if he mm-hmm. could do all the stuff to Job and God was like, yeah, okay, go ahead, but don't touch him. Don't touch his body. You can touch everything he has, but don't touch his body. And so he, he just applied that to the principle of there's nothing that is in your life that is happening to you, um, regardless if it's happening to you directly or externally. There's nothing that isn't co-signed by God. And just having that mindset of though he slay me, yet shall I trust him will launch you forward. Yeah. We are so insanely powerful in Christ. If you think about it. It's insane. It's just, it's, it's, uh, um, so a couple verses that I found. Um, and honestly, guys, like, we're going to do an episode for sure on the best self-help book, the best business book, the best whatever book, right? The best cookbook, uh, whatever. Um, all of those in one literally are the bible the bible is literally the best book for you both spiritually and secularly um i think a lot of people especially in our country especially in our region put a huge emphasis on secular understanding and knowledge and intelligence um even when we look at science like i feel like science is just a constant catch-up of where god has already been yeah. you know what i'm saying like we're just undis- we're just we're discovering little things about what he's done um but we still will never be able to fully fathom and grasp and understand right so um when it comes to you know resource you know um and when i go back and listen to that first chase episode he's like there's no book you should be reading more than the bible you yeah. know what i'm saying literally when i was re-listening to that i put aside every book that i was reading i had one marketing book one sales book one spiritual book one you know what i'm saying i had all these different books for all these different things and i put them down and i just started going into the word and i i just I just can't help but think that it's it's practical you know it's spiritual and it's definitely um something else for sure but it's also just very simple dry cut and practical um and i think it gets misused right obviously we find a verse and we want to see it how we see it and make it feel more comforting to how we feel um but literally all you have to do is open up this app on your phone and type in the word anxiety and it will give you a list and a list and a list of all these different verses that specifically talk about your struggle you know look up depression look up anxiety look up fear look up joy look up all these things and you will find a direct blueprint on how to achieve or overcome those very things um so it doesn't even matter where you're at in life it doesn't even matter if you believe in god or not read it as if you're reading a fictional book you know what I'm saying? Like, read it as if you're reading a fictional fictional book, if you really have to. Yeah. I mean, I believe his word is so alive that once you get in it, mm-hmm. you won't be able to deny what's yeah. going on. Um, but wow. if you have to start with looking at it as fictional and looking at it as just practical advice, start there. You're reading stories about men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Read it as if you're reading a Greek mythology book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you got to do, start with that. But... Um, some verses I found one was Luke twelve twenty five. who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life. And that was actually Jesus that said that, um, you know, 
I know that anxiety is a, a feeling um, and it's not something that we can just necessarily stop um, before it happens. Um, but I definitely believe in giving yourself reminders, setting reminders around your room or wherever you're at most of the time um, to where when you hit that moment of anxiety, you have a direct response. Don't just let the anxiety attacks continue to happen and you just letting them go away on their own. Um, come up with a response come up with some verses or come up with something to where when it does attack you already have a response you already have a defense an attack to go back at that instead of like trying to understand you know what i'm saying what's happening um and you worrying about tomorrow you worrying about the job you worrying about the finances you worrying about all of these things that god already said he provided for you Instead of worrying about them, you're not adding time to your life. You're not like, oh, well, I worried for an hour, so I gained another hour on the back end. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Right. Very practical. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with spirituality. This is Jesus, the person we believe is the way to heaven, yeah. saying, just don't worry about it. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Very simple. Real quick, Rudy, with that, you just gave me that picture of, you said, when you feel attacked, attack back. I just pictured... When the devil was tempting Jesus, yeah, attacked him right back. Right, where do you go? You're right, left. Right, yeah. you know, same thing to the anxiety. We attack it right back. Mm-hmm. Right, it's gonna leave. When when it comes back, we attack it again. But that's like you said, getting in our word, actually knowing it, hmm. reading it, actually knowing it. Um, even uh, so, you know, Psalms. And Psalms is great because it's just David just, you know, writing his story, writing his feelings, writing his thoughts. And in ways, this podcast is our version of a psalm. You know what I'm saying? Like this is us writing uh, about, you know, our experiences, our trials, our tribulations, things like that. Um, In Psalm 94, verse 19, he says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Um, Also in Psalms, I know I have it right here. Psalm 139, 23, he says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Um, Proverbs, Proverbs. um, (laughs) Proverbs 12, 25, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. And uh, our God is kind. So his words will lift your heart. You know, it's like literally... Like, literally, um, we have a very kind God. Um, and when anxiety wears your heart down, a word from him will cheer that heart up. Um, his word just happens to be in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? So, On that verse, um, the ESV version, which you just read, so yeah. it calls it anxiety. But in the King James Version, it, it literally translates anxiety to heaviness. It says heaviness in the hmm. heart of a man. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. Right, <laughs> make it stoop. So I mean, just brings him down. Yeah. Uh, but a good word, uh, make him glad. And that heaviness reminded me of the verse that um, in Matthew eleven um, twenty nine through thirty, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. This is Jesus speaking, and you will rest for your soul, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It, it, 
it's such a reminder that every time we choose to pick up anxiety or pick up depression or pick up whatever the thought process is that is weighing you down, God is calling you to do the exact opposite because his burden is, is light and his yoke is easy. Everything that you give to God it is, is going to help you attack the thing that's trying to attack you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Practical. Um, so this is just before the uh, be alert and of sober mind. You know the enemy devil prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Um, so First Peter 5, um, verse 5, In the same way you who are younger submit yourselves to your elders, all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Um, And when I was thinking about this, uh, I was journaling earlier and I was just realizing, obviously, in the similar way to coming to Christ, a lot of people wait until they have no other option. And I thought it was hilarious because I was like, wow, even people that don't spend time with him, know that when they have no other option that he's the only option right so they already knew before they lost all of that life circumstance that he was already the one they already knew that and they chose to continue to be prideful and to hang on to what they had and they were humbled through those experiences so god waits for you to get into a humble state to show you favor um not always, you know, sometimes that's that's what grace is for, right? Not always. It's not always like that. But I know a lot of people wait until their back is against the wall to choose Christ. And in the same way, they wait until their back is against the wall to, to be humble or to pray and to subject themselves because they're like, you know what, I really... I really can't do this on my own. Like, I really, I, it hasn't worked out. I don't know what else to do. He waits. He waits and he waits for you to literally humble yourselves. There's plenty of verses that say if you'll humble yourselves and pray. So he waits for you to get into that mindset. It's just that of, out of our own pride, we wait until there is no other option to choose him. But it is, like I was saying, it is funny. Like, you can spend your whole life not walking with him. But when it comes down to that moment, you already knew inside yourself um, that he was that way out. You just chose to wait until you had no other options to select him. Yeah. If you would have humbled yourself when you were, when you were killing it in your job and uh, school was, you were already graduated, job was good, got a new car, everything is great, and you chose to humble yourself in that moment, how much more would he have done from that platform that you were currently at? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So Jeez. clothe yourselves in humility. Ecclesiastes 2 got me as well because it actually starts on verse 17. The whole section is called toil is meaningless um and so verse 17 says so i hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me all of it was meaningless a chasing after the wind i hated all the things i had toiled for under the sun because i must leave them to the one who comes after me and who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish yet they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which i have poured my effort and skill under the sun this too is meaningless so my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun for a person may labor with wisdom knowledge and skill and then they must leave it all to one another who has not toiled for it this too is meaningless and a great misfortune what do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun All their days, their work is grief and pain. Even at night, their minds do not rest. This too is meaningless. 
A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God, for without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This, too, is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Um, You know, it's like not worrying about the fruits of your labor, um, but enjoying your moments of toil and work and struggle and challenge. Um, And we've been talking about this actually in past couple episodes without even like knowing or having any verse reference. And uh, I I think that's the beauty of God because he he speaks through us the same way that he spoke through the people that wrote the Bible um, without us even reading those scriptures. You know what I'm saying? So um, enjoying being grateful for that anxiety attack, you know, being being grateful for your back is against the wall, um, being grateful for you're broke right now, um, being grateful for you're hungry right now, um, you know, all of those things. And, um, you know, your living situation isn't great or your relationship with your parents isn't great or uh, you've been looking for that girlfriend or boyfriend and you haven't found them. Um, it doesn't It doesn't matter what the situation is. Um, worry and focus and enjoy your toil and the work and uh, we hear so many cliches and that's exactly why I keep going back to this is the best business and self-help book because all the cliches say well if you love what you're doing it's not work uh, you know what I'm saying so you have secular humans that say that and that's specifically in this bible uh, enjoy <laughs> enjoy your work enjoy what you do um, and then you don't have you don't really have to worry about the fruits of that labor yeah. um, um one of the notes I came up with earlier was I feel like sometimes we're so anxious that we quit um, because we've made more peace with that reality than we have a reality we haven't seen yet. Mm. Uh, We're anxious because, and this goes back to the Bible, no eye has seen and no ear has heard what God is going to do in you individually. Um, It's beyond our senses, our limits, and... uh, even though that can be a good thing as humans, we fear the unknown. Um, but as Christ's disciples, he always comes through like when we embrace that very unknown, when we just step anyways, when we praise and believe in the midst of that anxiety, he inserts his presence and his peace. And that's exactly the moment, you know, that I had um, with him personally. Um, sometimes I think we pray and we pray bigger words than we mean um there is a fake it till you make it sense of things but like i'm talking about you know when you're praying bolder than the trajectory of your heart uh, when your heart's not fully in what you're saying um and god knows you you know what i'm saying so when you're saying things like oh well god if you do this i'll do whatever you want me to do and things like that if you don't really mean it he'll know um you know what i'm saying so he knows your heart he knows when you doubt and he knows when you don't believe so when you're in that moment of anxiety let's say maybe you're new in your faith and you're having anxiety and you want to pray that anxiety away like i did uh he's gonna know if you even believe that he can do it or not um there was chase was talking about it in the bible there's there was a few instances where one specifically where 
he was going to bless the man. Was it the blind man? I don't know. Um, where he was going to bless somebody, do a miracle for someone, and he actually stopped before he did it and asked the man if he even believed that he was even capable of doing it in the first place. So um, I think if you're praying and you're like, God, I believe you can take this anxiety away from me and your heart doesn't even believe that, you know, if you're waiting for, if you're praying so that God can move so that you can believe, uh, I think he'll, I think he knows that and he senses that and he might not move specifically on that behalf. He wants your heart to be in a posture of, even though I don't see it, I believe it. Um, and I guess that is probably why people wait until they have no other option because then that belief is just like, no, yeah, I believe because nothing else has worked and I know nothing else will work. And so I have to believe in this. Um, and, you know, then you get into that emergency prayer and you're like trying to just scramble and have him take care of everything. But you don't yet believe that he actually can't even right. do that. It's worried, worried, belief, worried prayers. Worried prayers get us nowhere. Yeah. There's no power with the worry in our prayers right what proverbs 3 5 6 says lean not in your own understanding but trust in the lord with all your heart are we actually trusting the lord with all our heart a hundred percent if we think we are then we need to trust some more yeah you know when we trust in the lord with all our heart our prayers will be answered they might not be answered on your time right next couple days next few weeks next few months but they're going to be answered right how long are you willing to wait in that space of uh Lord, I believe you that this is going to happen. I believe you that you're going to take this away from me. How long are you willing to stay in that space and believe that he's going to do it even though you're not seeing it? Uh, I think think he does do it for people in the moment of like, you know what, Lord, I do believe because he he knows our hearts. Um, But I also think he's in the business of really trying to see like are, are you seeking after me for me or are you seeking after me for my gifts mm-hmm. of what I'm going to give you mm-hmm. um, and so I, I really do believe God's in the business of making us making us wait yeah. um, because it just builds character it builds yeah. so much um, in, in us and um, we we seek God for, for who he is and not for what he's going to give us um, it's the type of perspectives we have um, in the storm right like when we're in those storms what kind of perspectives are we Oh, here, here we go again, or, you know, I'm going to crumble, or I'm going to stand up to it, and I'm going to have faith in it, right? You know, when we're in a storm, we can't see in a storm, right? There's no seeing in a storm. But that's why we're told to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. We're not told to walk by sight. We may not be able to see through the storm, but we believe that God's in there in a storm, Mm -hmm. just like he was for the disciples. God is in a storm with the disciples. Best believe he's in this storm just for you. Mm -hmm. We may not see him, but he's there. Um, I think for a lot of people, too, is like, one, they think they're alone in their situation, um, which they're not. Um, You know, humbling yourself with God is one thing. Humbling yourself with man is another thing. And he specifically said in that verse, humble yourselves before one another. Um, So being able to open up about your problems and your troubles um, to somebody you're going to group or, you know what I'm saying, finding somebody that's already been through what you're going through. Um, and being vulnerable and, and humble in that situation um, will give you great insight. Um, but no, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so I was at the Vibe Conference, right? And this dude, I can't remember his name, uh, speaker, he started to talk about how God doesn't um, ask us to do something that he already hasn't shown us 
how to do it. And you were talking about walking in the midst of the storm where you can't see and um, establishing that you have to walk by faith and not by sight. And he said, God established that um, in verse 2 of Genesis. Mm. says, uh, I'll just read from 1 to 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is literally the beginning of the Bible. Yeah. Second verse. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. The way he described that was God literally was moving amongst the deep. and Or no, over the deep amongst darkness to describe how we are to walk in darkness by faith and not by sight. It mm. literally blew my mind that yeah. God doesn't hold us to a a standard that he hasn't already given us instruction for, yeah. <laughs> freaking crazy. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's yeah. insane. I mean, that verse obviously specifically, like, yo, this dude started this book with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> with he's, this. you know, um, it's like, you know, those movies that they give you the end, you know what I'm saying, before they get to it. Oh, my And it's gosh. like, well, you've already seen what's happened. You've already seen what I've done. Um, so you should already know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should already know how to get to the final point. Yes. Um, but even the Bible as a whole, I think, is very much so to emphasize exactly what you were just saying, which is this book has been around way longer than you, man. You know what I'm saying? So take some practical wisdom, yeah. um, which I've already given you. I've had men interpret this already. Mm-hmm. A man has already interpreted this. Yes, it might be subject to flaw because a man interpreted it. Um, but he put it down word for word how I told him to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the word even says those who have deceived will be measured upon that. You know what I'm saying? So if any of these people that wrote part of the bible were writing it to deceive others they will already have been measured upon that when they met him at the gate um so that's not for you to worry about um but um he's given you the instruction the blueprint he showed you how men have have been flawed and still overcome he showed you how jesus took imperfect people and made them great um and built his church on them um he he showed you how a man could possibly live the perfect life but there's only one man that has been searched through the earth and all the mountains and all the forests and all the seas and this is the only person that could do it um so you don't have to do that you don't have to be perfect um but i i think a lot of people they look at their situation and they don't have empathy or understanding for other people's situations. Uh, and we've talked about this. I don't remember what episode we touched on it, but it was like, Oh, it might've been even addiction. Um, where I was like, yo, like if you're worried about your circumstances, but you live in like the United States of America, like, man, I, I'm sorry, but so many people have it way harder than you. You know what I'm saying? So many people have way bigger stresses than you. Um, so many people have way less than you, uh, and so many people wish that they could even be in your shoes to work through the anxiety that you have. They would willingly take on your anxiety, your circumstances, your situations, because it's already better than theirs. Well, that's, yeah, um, I think, that's why I'm, I think some people just don't have anxiety. It's, it's a mind thing. Yeah. Like yeah. you said. No, you yeah. 
you're blessed with so much. You mm-hmm. don't have anxiety. Right. Like I'll, sometimes I'll walk past me and I hear him like, yo, you're so blessed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Yeah. You don't have Seriously. anxiety. You're creating it yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're doing the damage to yourself. Hmm. And your mind will believe that. Right. Yeah. Right. We're speaking. We speak life and death. So you can speak anxiety telling people, oh, I have, I have, yeah, I have anxiety. I have crazy anxiety. I have always had anxiety attacks. Be careful what you're saying. Yeah. Do you truly have anxiety or are you just speaking that and that's what you're believing? Right, um, right. Um, just manifest. Right. Freak. Giving, giving power to the name. Um, but um, the reason why I said unfair is, you know, for you maybe listening, um, maybe you're like me and your anxiety or your stress or um, any of those things are created because you want financial stability, right? Let's say you're anxious because you want financial stability and you're stressed and you don't have good financials right now. There is somebody that inherited an unbelievable amount of money from their family or from whoever, right? They inherited an amount of money. Their anxiety is in trying to maintain that, and they didn't even have to work for it. Um, and that's exactly what that verse was talking about. Don't worry about who the money is going to get passed to when you fade away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 money will end up in the person who pleases God. You know what I'm saying? Like so, um, you might be stressing over one thing, and you might be saying, "Oh well, this is unfair. This person was given this, and this person was getting this, and da 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 da." They didn't toil for it. They don't know what it's worth. They don't know how to use it. So they have their own anxiety and their own stresses and their own problems. And yeah, maybe they live a prettier life than you or you know maybe they have a nicer house a nicer car whatever they have their own stresses and their own anxieties and so first peter five right after the the be alert and have a sober mind um verse nine says resist him standing firm in your faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings so we are all struggling we are all have sufferings of our own we all have stresses of our own and uh when you're feeling stressed when you're feeling overwhelmed get back into into that perspective like whoa there's millions and millions there's billions of people on this planet i guarantee you right so if we say there's the one percent that own all the money and all the companies and all the businesses and all those things and they control how the world really rotates you're telling me the 99 percent of the people have probably overwhelming stresses and probably there's probably people in that one percent right they have their they have their own stresses like they have their own god uh to serve and uh they're serving him and that can that can be very stressful uh that can be very stressful so um i guess the you know the all in all is just like hey like yeah you do have stress um things aren't easy um if you want to be great it's going to take great sacrifice um, and if you're not willing to do those things, then that's fine. Don't right, you like you don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, don't call yourself into depth if that's not where you mm. reside. You know what I'm saying? Don't ask to go deeper if you're not prepared to go deeper. Wow. Um, don't ask for his guidance and provision and wisdom if you're going to be overwhelmed and stressed by what that truth actually looks like. Um, and uh, you know, part of that is self awareness. Know yourself. Um, and that's why I say sometimes we pray with bigger words than we really mean. You ask for this whole big thing and he gives it to you and then you just drop the ball because you don't even know what to do with it. Mm. Um, and I tell you that that is much worse than not knowing. 
<laughs> that is much worse than not knowing. No, knowing and having the answer and still not knowing how to apply it is worse than never having the answer to begin with. Honestly, I think it's safe enough to say sometimes we should be careful what we pray for. Yeah. Mm. So like you said, I mean, we're praying for something and God's like, okay, take it. Right. We lose it or we don't know how to handle it. That's a terrible feeling. Yeah. Because right? that's not a blessing. Right. Hmm. There's a, a worship song that says, We will not be, it's called Overcome by Elevation Worship. We will not be moved when the earth gives way. I've been thinking mm-hmm. about that for a minute now. I was like, What we're declaring is that we're going to stand firm when the earth is giving away. Yep. When the earth starts to give away, why are you surprised? It blows my mind that we are sitting here worshiping and declaring these songs and declaring these words that we're going to do. And then when it starts to happen, we freak out and oh, mm-hmm. I'm stressed out and I'm having an anxiety attack. Well, hold on. Wait a second. Stand in what you just declared over yourself and mm-hmm. see that God is going to move in what you're declaring, in what you're declaring. It, oh, man, so fresh. I mean, I, I'm sure I do it too, but. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's exactly why you got to keep the book on you. Man. You, like, you, liter- you literally just need that reminder as accessible as possible. It's like, um, I got to go back to Pokemon just because I know it so well. When you're playing Pokemon, or if you've ever watched the show, the old cartoon, as soon as he sees a wild Pokemon, he opens his Pokedex, and he gets information on what that Pokemon even is before he chooses to engage with it. Yeah. Before he chooses to engage. So God might present you with a circumstance. He might present you with an opportunity. He might present you with an idea. Go into his word look at what that even is and how to approach that and how to find the humility in your heart to accept what he's actually trying to tell you mm-hmm. before you engage. Um, and, you know, I, I guess we have to even look at what does responding to anxiety look like without God versus with God. Um, and we've given you some examples of what it looks like with God. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't always just, you just pray and then it just goes away uh, and your body just feels loose and free. Um, you know, Chase was saying your breakthrough is a transition. Um, so if you're breaking out of addiction or for me, I was, I literally, when he said that, I said transitioning out of anxiety. Mm. That was what I wrote. And like that alone is its own transition and process it's not gonna just like you're just gonna one day no longer ever have stress or overwhelming emotions or Mm. anything like that Mm. um but that's why at the beginning of the episode i said have a plan of attack so when it does happen you at least have a process that you can work through to try to get back to where you were Mm. Um, because anxiety can be such a small moment it can be you know one minute two minutes three minutes but it threw off your entire day and you were changed everything um you know how and you know even especially if you are not spending time with god right now routinely even if it's a small couple minutes like chase was just saying five minutes every day now by the end of the year you've literally already put in hours of time with him Mm -hmm. you know so if you 
get overwhelmed and derailed by three minutes of anxiety why don't you spend five minutes with god you know like you know what i'm saying like yeah. just simple things i think that could easily get you back onto track you can go into proverbs and find where it says don't steer to the left or to the right continue to move forward you'll find verse that say do not look far above but glaze at di- what is directly in front of you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so there is verse on top of verse on how to deal with anxiety and how to reside without it. Yeah. Um, so if anxiety is something that is chronic for you and you're listening to this, reach out. Um, we would love to talk to you. We would love to see what it looks like to you. Um, I might, I don't know if maybe, maybe you're right, Johnny, maybe for me it is an anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's just stress and I'm just labeling it as anxiety, but um, there's definitely been some moments where it has mm-hmm. felt really, 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 really overwhelming mm-hmm. um, to the point where I just decided to just do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said in my in my journal, sometimes we just quit because we know what's on the other end of quitting. Mm-hmm. We don't know always what's on the other end of persevering um, because like <laughs> no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Like he does, none of us know what God is going to do in you specifically. Yeah. You don't even know yet. So continue to persevere with his sword in your hand. The Bible, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Continue to persevere through that. Yeah, you don't know what it looks like. And actually, no human on earth does. um, Because God wants to do something very specific, very detailed, and very intimate and intricate in you specifically. And if you don't walk through that, none of us will ever see what the end of the result of that is. Yeah. you know, we, we can quit that new business venture because we've already been in the position that we were in before we started the business. But what does it look like to continue to push through that regardless of how trying it's been? Um, I've failed a lot. And I thought that me becoming my own boss was going to be the best and smartest decision I ever made. And I was both wrong and right at the same time. I was wrong because I was not ready. But I was right because I learned so much because I wasn't ready. Mm. And that has taught me more than any YouTube, than any college class, than any Mm. book, than any resource has taught me. Trying, putting your foot forward, applying, being okay with failing and just going through that process will teach you immensely more than listening to our podcast can do. Yeah. Immensely more. Um, You know, the Bible will give you tons and tons and tons of great knowledge and you can fill up your mind you can fill up your heart you can fill up your spirit with that um but if you don't apply anything that you're reading in those words it does nothing for you um and we're already in the information age you're already overloaded with information so i just think it's time to go to a credible source and stop google searching and finding the first result that comes up um terrible 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 idea but um yeah (sighs) anxiety and uh even in doing the notes for this episode and like literally even in just me looking up the verses i was like man why have i ever had this feeling (laughs) like why you know what i'm saying like why have i ever felt this way you know what i'm saying like he's with me at all times he's in your boat he is in your boat he is accessible to you at all times um and in the same way that anxiety and stress don't choose a bias god also does not choose a bias he has no bias me over you you over me any of those situations um 
If you find if you seek him, you will find him. If you seek stress, you will find that. If you mm-hmm. seek debt, you will find that. Um, what you seek, you will find. He's knocking at the door. Answer it. Let him in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and enjoy your toil. Enjoy your toil. Which sounds so crazy. Hmm. But enjoy your toil. And I promise you things will change. And if you really don't like your toil that much, then get a new job and find a new toil and then enjoy that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, enjoy the stretching. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, again, if any of you have chronic anxiety, uh, if any of you take pills, um, or any other coping mechanisms that you just cannot seem to break out of, because of anxiety, um, then we would love to talk to you. So I'm currently taking uh, uh, CBD consistently, finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, probably about 24 to One? 30 oh. milligrams a day oh, okay. of CBD. Do you know what the ratio is? Um, it's uh, one to zero. There's okay. like 300 milligrams within the tincture. Um, so I probably take three drops in the morning and three drops at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just seen such a massive uh, benefit from it. Um, working out and, and lifting heavy and mm-hmm. having two knee surgeries every morning when I wake up, I'm stiff. Yeah. It's not necessarily that I'm in agony pain mm-hmm. just because of the way I work and I and I stretch and I roll out and how I work out. Um, so I'm not necessarily But you got to get warmed up, pain. though. Yeah, but I have to get warmed up. So mornings, especially cold mornings, suck. Mm. Um, in the last week, I have felt great every time I woke up. Yeah. Fan. Do you take it before you go to sleep or when you... Before uh. I go to sleep and when I write when I wake up. Gotcha. And I'm just like, okay, well... This three or four drops is nothing for this like little bottle. I yeah. barely made a dent in it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna start taking this at lunch too. Right. And I'm just gonna have it like throughout my whole day. And right. I've just felt fantastic. So just on that note in general, um, if you guys are really needing something for anxiety, C B D helps. And uh And Jamal I, does not get high. I do not get high. <laughs> so you're not getting into a different mind state. No. Um you're not pulled away from the Lord and his goodness. Right. None of the above. Um, but you get all the benefit of a plant that he put on this planet before you. So, um, man, it's great. I'm a great verse to, um, to end off pretty much a prayer. Psalms 23. Psalms I think 23. it fits perfect with wow. this. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. I should know this by heart too, man. Good grief. Hmm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his, sake, for his name's sake. <clears throat> yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hmm. Amen. That uh, last part right there, um, I mean, you can cut this, you can leave it in if you want. Chase talked about um, um, you 
prepare a table before me or for me before my enemies. He talked about how um, Satan fell from heaven and literally he doesn't know. Obviously, we're never going to know until we see God. Yeah. And he tells us. But um, bro, this five conference was freaking amazing. I'm going to have you guys go listen. or watch it um, or listen or something. Yeah, I recorded uh, all the sermons. So gotcha. I'll Bluetooth them to you. Um, but he talked about how when Satan fell from heaven, the reason why he was he went to tempt Eve was because he was already there in the garden. Right. Um, and how, how did he talk about that? He's, he said he created man to rule over everything and have dominion over everything, including the enemy. Mm. And so he created us um, to literally, he prepared a table before, for us, mm. like the garden, yeah. before our enemy. Mm. And to show us that we have dominion and power mm. over what is trying to plague us with uh, sinful sin, sinful thoughts and, and yada, yada, yada. But it was just funny that you just read that because yeah. you talked about it uh, literally hours ago about how Satan was already in the garden and then God created man um, to prepare a table for us in the midst of our enemies. Mm. He did that since the beginning of time. What makes us think that now... He's not doing it now, yeah. Um, Gosh. Hmm. Freak. Yeah. So. But a bone. What episode is this? Um. This is me thinking at 4.43 a.m. June 6th. Sometimes I wanna say fuck rapping I need money now, like should I start trapping? If what I write down don't collect this very moment Then I'm on it, no question The streets, my niggas is well connected Let's see, do I cop a powder kush Promethazine or push some heat? Oxycontin have me laying on soft cotton when I sleep This is deep, it's the abyss I'm not just rhyming on the beat I be in spots, chopping the rocks like Flintstone feet This is me, frustrated, battling my own evils Finna saddle up that work across Ohio in a geo Or should I sell my music, zip to buy a zip And hope one day it flourish to a kilo Track record of a hustler Rather records on the needle, making music Clocking fast bank like a shot from Patrick Ewan My nigga, what you doing on these corners wicked? I thought you had a show, well my nigga, I guess I did it I'm trying to get this dough and easy money sounds tempting Especially when your homies pushing V8 engines 22 on 26, it's Range Rovers rolling up 354 ounce of fire, hope I got enough This industry calling my bluff, I need a new solution Curve serving, no, I might be in your store boosted Two 11s with Mac 11s, like fuck hip hop Don't wanna be pun, don't wanna be big, don't wanna be pop Just give me your funds, aka everything that you got Or everything getting shot, but nothing leave you in shock Coughing up blood and mumbling, watch The plans of a young man's sponsor Moving grams like relocating your mama's mama Then expand to the Hoover Dam Water, germ, contraband, the yearn for the punt neck Fuck a first versus getting that off in 30 minutes, 6 seconds I disperse to the world of unruly Where I put the mic down and pick up a sack and a toolie If you knew me, you know I always had a passion for riddle and writing But lately I've been thinking about taking chances to brighten My future financially, so please don't be mad at me I gotta do what I gotta do, no shit So I tell my nigga from me, let me put it on the strip They give it back when I think about the consequence Shit There are times when you need someone
ROTC, a right on time conscience. <laughs>